I forgot to announce that the fellowship hour with coffee and all the goodies uh, in the summer is over there in the Palm Center. So I invite you to all go and have a good time to get to know one another and have good conversations over there. Our gospel lesson today is from the gospel according to Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. Luke 10, 38 through 42. As Pastor Laurie said to the children, it is a very popular and familiar story of the sisters, Mary and Martha. Let us hear God's word to us. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to come and help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Personally, I think Martha had it easy. She only had one sister, Mary. <laughs> I have three younger sisters, on the other hand, and one sister-in-law, each of whom is used to being the boss in her own home. When I was at home a few weeks ago in Myanmar, I found it fun and really very funny that they treated me as the boss. All of them somehow reverted to being the younger children as, and expected me to make plans for each day. I realized that I quite enjoyed being treated like the boss that I always was growing up, but I also realized that I really didn't enjoy being in charge of how each day should go for everyone. At the same time, um, I also remember how much I love each of them. My sisters, Elti, Nutei, Seni, and my sister-in-law, Mahmoudi. Listening to how she spoke in our scripture reading today, I assume that Martha is the oldest child and Mary the youngest. And maybe they grew up the way I did. My parents constantly invited people to our home. Some stayed for days at a time. Especially on Sunday evenings, we never knew how many people were coming for dinner. As the oldest daughter, I was expected to help in the food preparation because my mother could hardly boil water. And she preferred not to eat if she had to cook. How she gave birth to me or how God decided to give, to give me to her, I will never know. My father, who loved to cook and eat, actually did help a great deal. 
I grew up liking to put my siblings and others um, to work in order to serve our guests. The Gospel according to Luke's story of the sisters Martha and Mary, or Mary and Martha, is a masterpiece of writing. It conveys a clear and moving picture that is full of life and true to life. Their story connects us in some ways, actually to all of us. We have all seen it, heard it, lived it, and dreamt it. The story was set in Jesus' time and culture, but not in our time or culture. We don't have religious leaders and their disciples walking from place to place on foot, unless we count people like Forrest Gump in the book and the movie. And even then, Forrest Gump claimed he wasn't walking for religious reasons, only that his followers did. We wouldn't expect such a large crowd to rely on local hospitality unless it is a traveling college choir. We are not expected to follow the rules of Middle Eastern hospitality where the need of tending to the guest was extremely important. That culture was very different than ours, but the human psyche was amazingly the same. Another important point to understand, to understanding this history is his, this story is Jesus' decision reported in Luke chapter 9, verse 51, that Jesus had set his face to go to Jerusalem. It was on Jesus' way to Jerusalem that Martha invited him to her home. It is interesting that Jesus had many people traveling with him, as we see in all, all the, through the Gospels, except that in this Gospel account, there are only three people mentioned, Mary, Martha, and Jesus. I would think that the disciples, I, my guess is at that time, by that time, Jesus had about 70 disciples, and they were all hosted by other homes. The action of Luke's story, the, the surprise in the story was what Martha did after Mary sat at his feet. Martha was anxious about all that had to be done, she, so she asked Jesus to send Mary back to the kitchen to help her. To Martha's surprise, Jesus refused. Instead, while he showed his affection for Martha by calling her or saying, Martha, Martha, he actually went on to protect and defend Mary's position, saying Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her. Jesus was saying by saying that listening to and studying his words and resting with him, as Pastor Laurie mentioned, was the most important activity for everyone. This marks a huge shift in what should have been the Christian understanding of the role of women. Jesus welcomed women as disciples. Women could choose the most, one most important thing, which is to understand the Word of God. Understanding the Word of God is not easy. It requires everyone's faith and insight, dedication, and discipleship. I have always been a Martha sympathizer. Oh yes, you guessed it. I am also a big fan of the older child in the prodigal son story. 
I am a Martha in life. I am one, one of those people who like to get things done. I also like people who, gets thing, who get things done. We don't know what happened after Jesus' word, word supporting Mary's position. Still, I cannot help but think what would have happened if Martha too sat at Jesus' feet and the time came for a meal and Jesus was hungry. See, I believe we need Martha's. She was important. While in Yango, my hometown, we all visited Chwedagong Pagoda and admired its beauty. There were many worshippers, some of them were in merry mode, sitting in traditional posts of kneeling in prayer and listening to the monks reciting the scriptures, praying or giving them blessings. But others were in a Martha mode and showed their love by voluntarily sweeping the marble floor. Others lit incense, put flowers in vases, and offered food, which is for anyone who is hungry to come and eat, and gave water for the statues and washed the statues, even in the pouring rain, monsoon rain. Hospitality is so important in many of our cultures and faith practices. As we entered the pagoda that day, I saw a young girl of perhaps six years of age holding this whole big bunch of a flower called badao. It is a yellow flower that blooms in a very high up on the very tall trees. This time, as we enter, we, we go about, I had been seeing the flowers on top of the trees, but there was no way I could get that flower on my own. It is one of my favorite flowers and I haven't seen it bloom in real life or close enough to smell the beautiful fragrance since 1988. So watching this child walking in the pagoda, I froze. And her father looked at me and smiled, and I said very apologetically, I am very sorry. I have not seen Badao in so many years, and I'm hoping to get a whiff of the beautiful smell from your daughter. So I saw the father walking over to this little girl and whispered to her, and before I knew it, she came with a big brunch, handing it to me. So I gathered it, I hugged the flower, I smelled the flower, I rubbed my face in the flowers, and I was so happy. I felt like I was on the tree of the flower itself. And so this child has done this hospitality to me as well as her gratitude to her own deities by practicing this hospitality and generosity. I was thankful beyond words. In fact, I couldn't say a word and they understood the child, the mother and the father smiling at me walking away. The Mary Martha mode is seen in other religious, um, religious practices like Sikhism. In Sikhism, great events are celebrated by reading their holy scriptures called Guru Granth Sab. They read it out loud, often over the loudspeaker from beginning to end in one continuous reading. 
just as a Christianity in Buddhism, in Christianity in, and Buddhism, at the Shwedagong Sikhs also listen with devotion to the scriptures and teachers. One of our missionaries named David Hudson and I went to a Sikh temple in New Delhi way back in 2010. And we prayed there. Like them, we quietly sat on the marble floor with our heads covered and prayed, uh, say our um, Christian prayers as the Sikh people were saying their prayers. And Sikhs also have a host of Marthas taking care of everybody. They are also famous for running huge kitchen from which the hungries are fed every day. If we had time, David and I would have joined them for dinner that evening. Hundreds upon hundreds are served every day. In this service work, they believe God is glorified. I don't know if they still do this, but while I was a student in Korea, every Sunday after worship, the whole congregation gathered, whether large or small a congregation it is, and they share lunch together. It was a very simple meal with rice, kimchi, and soup, and a few other condiments. It takes many Marthas to prepare that simple lunch. We worshiped and had communion together at the end every Sunday in a real sort of way. God is glorified there as well. Martha in the scripture lesson today was doing what she thought was the best. She knew hospitality was not just social, but was spiritual and a holy act. Jesus never said anything to deny the importance of Martha's many efforts or gratitude for her hospitality. As William Barclay, the commentator, pointed out in his commentary on Luke, Martha had forgotten what she, she has invited Jesus to her home for. She has invited that she, uh, she has forgotten that she had invited the teacher to have a good rest and time of peace and quiet and enjoy hospitality. And so she decided to get him involved in um, sibling rivalry with her sister. But very wisely, like Steve McConnell, Jesus declined. That loss of focus turned her hospitality into obligation and resentment. Martha forgot for a moment that her hospitality was an expression of love and willing service. It seemed Martha was a direct speech person. We see it also in John's gospel story when Martha and Mary's brother Lazarus died and he was in the tomb. When Jesus finally came, it was Martha who said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So yesterday, coming back to here, I saw many Marthas all over this campus doing our very best, giving hospitality to the children of our community in the Day of Hope event. Many thanks to Dottie Tile and the leaders that, and the leader and 300 plus volunteers. We did it to live out our mission statement, loving God and loving neighbor. We know that Jesus loves and cares for all those children who are in need of getting ready to go to school so we were Jesus' hands and feet and love and hugs.
to those children and their families too. There are many necessary Martha roles in every church. It is amazing to me how many people are actively involved at Church of the Palms. Just in part of the congregational care, it takes nearly 300 of you to be Martha's. It is like the end of a movie when the screen credits run on and on and on and on. And you cannot imagine what part so many people could have played. But every Martha in each movie was important in making that movie. Oh yes, by the way, in Marvel comic movies, there is some little snippet of action after the long credit that I love to wait and wait for. But that's not really part of the sermon. <laughs> but I have to say that. It takes many, many Marthas like that to make a church that is loving God and loving neighbors near and far. Because some of our neighbors are very far, far away in Pakistan. Watch out, Jen Gilbert and Sherry Little and I are about to get together to find 40 more new Marthas to become Shepherding Deacons class of 2023. Those will join the existing cast of 112 or something like that, deacons that currently are serving as Martha's. To be serious for a moment, I don't believe Jesus is calling us to be completely a Mary or a Martha. Jesus is calling all of us and each of us to be both Martha and Mary in balance. All of us must, like Mary, listen to God's word in Jesus. That is the first and most important thing. We must hear the word, and that gives us direction and is the driving force behind our action in mission. When we have listened and hold that word in the center of our attention and our hearts, we are called to be the Marthas who sacrificially, joyfully, and worshipfully do the work of the church. There is no church without Jesus as the word incarnate and without our hearing that word. There is no church without Martha's in all of us lovingly and freely and joyfully providing hospitality to the world in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thanks be to God. Amen.